You are too strong. Guys, we live in a day and age where masculinity is under attack. Men are weaker than ever before. Testosterone levels are down compared to previous generations. So as the host of a show that's listeners are primarily men, why would I make the statement where I say you are too strong? In today's episode, I will break this down for you. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If that's you, if you are focused and dedicated to expanding and driving forward God's kingdom, then you are in the right place. And if you're just exploring and you happen to find this show and you're like, what is this about? What are they talking about? What is a kingdom man? And I didn't even know that believers in Jesus Christ focused on development, focused on leading themselves, focused on being the best version of themselves, all for what end, then you're in the right place as well. I invite you to listen in as we talk about today's topic, which is you are too strong. So you heard my opening. I talked about right now, men are weaker than ever. So how can I make the statement where I say you are too strong? And I'm actually going to add one more thing to that, that the biggest myth right now is that you're too weak. So let me explain this because I am not referencing physical strength or power. Yes, I believe men should be strong. Men should be protectors and providers. You can go back to some of the earlier episodes where we talk about that, specifically in the episode, All Men Must Do This. We are protectors. We are providers. We're called to exhibit strength. However, today I'm talking about a different type of strength. I'm talking about strength that comes from within yourself. The world prides itself on self-motivation, self-drive, motivational mindsets, and the power of self-will. If you can dream it, you can do it. If you want it, go and get it. Rise and grind. Hustle hard. Let's get after it. Set your mind on something. Destroy and annihilate everything that's in your way. Dominate it and take control and make it happen. That is the message of the world, that if it's in you, you can do it. So I am not promoting a lazy work ethic. I am not promoting that you are not supposed to go after something once God calls you to do it. However, there is a major distinction here that we need to break down. We need to understand because the focus is on where this strength comes from. And as a kingdom man, as a follower of Jesus Christ, where do we get our strength from? Is it something that we muster up within ourselves? Is it something that we call upon and we focus our will and our drive to go after something and live the life we want? 
or are we drawing it and getting it from another place? So guys, I'm going to read this scripture from the Apostle Paul. He writes it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, Consider your calling, brothers. There were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And listen to this, guys. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. God chooses weak things to shame that which are strong. And we're talking about a strength and a perceived strength from the eyes of the world. So let's look at the life of Jesus real quick. There was an expectation that when the Messiah showed up, he would usher in a revolution, a political change, that he would be born and he would rule and reign in an earthly kingdom where he would overthrow the chains of the oppressors, where he would march in to Jerusalem, where he would take control and where he would bring in a patriotic overflow and set up an earthly kingdom of which everyone was delivered from their physical oppressors. Well, Jesus does bring a revolution, but not in the way that the people of that day expected. Instead, he's born into the lowliest of conditions. He does not come in the way that people expected, and we could easily say that God has chosen weak things, things that don't make sense to the human mind. They don't make sense to the natural man of why God would send his son, why he would send the Messiah the way he did, and he brings forth a message that's radically different than what the people expected, and when they heard it, they could not accept it. They could not accept Jesus as the Messiah that they were waiting for, that they told stories about sitting at their dining room tables for hundreds of years. Instead, they choose to reject him. Guys, that's weak things. That's God choosing weak things. That's God choosing something that opposes the flesh, opposes the perception of what the world thinks strength is. I want to read you something else from the Apostle Paul. This is critical because after Jesus, we have the Apostle Paul steps on the scene. He has a radical encounter, meets Jesus on the road to Damascus face to face. He goes blind. He goes into the wilderness and he goes through a process of breaking. Everything in this man will be broken, will be stripped off. The pride of life, everything in the natural that Paul could boast in is taken away. Everything, all the selfish ambition, all the pride of life, the pedigrees, the degrees that he had. And trust me, he had a lot. And this man will be used and he'll be transformed and he will be conformed into the image of Christ over years and he will emerge as a model man that we can look at, someone who wrote the majority of the New Testament and did so from a prison cell. And he will bring forth in fullness words that literally shake the earth, spoken by the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul. So we need to pay attention to what this man models. We need to pay attention and listen to what was at work in the life of the Apostle Paul. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul writes this, and when I came to you, brothers, I did not come with superiority of speech or wisdom. And guys, he could have. He definitely could have. And he was proclaiming the testimony of God. He says, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. Are you too strong? You know, I believe the apostle Paul was very strong. When they stoned Stephen in the book of Acts, they laid their coats at the feet of the Apostle Paul. 
He was a murderer. He was one that was persecuting Christians. This was a strong man. This was a man that was driven by self-will. This was a man who went out on a mission. Then he has a radical encounter with Jesus, and we see all that outward strength stripped away and broken and stripped away again until he's at this point in life where he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in trembling. What is that, guys? What is that? That's a picture of a man who has given up, who's been broken of his outer strength, his self-strength, his self-will. He will later say, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish. Guys, it's a very strong word. It's actually equal to animal excrement. He is saying all that stuff is garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And he says, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. So it's not his own righteousness. He's not painting a picture that I work hard for it, that look at me, look what I've done, look what I've accomplished, look at my background, look at my hustle, look at my grind, look what I did. So where are we in current culture? And let's make this really relevant for us guys, because there is a scripture that has infiltrated our current culture. And guys, I love it. I love it when athletes and entertainers use scripture and share their faith as long as their lifestyle is aligned with the word of God. It's not always the case, and that brings a reproach on the gospel, but when it is the case that they live up to it, it's a great thing that the Bible and the word of God gets out there into the public arena. I'm a big fan of that because we know the word never returns void, and if it causes curiosity, if it causes someone to pick up their Bible or start a conversation or ask, where does that verse come from, that is a great thing. So there is a scripture that is famous. It's currently on athletic clothing. You can find it on shoes. And the scripture is this, I can do all things. It's Philippians 4.13. And let's just read the scripture. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Other translations will say through Christ who strengthens me. However, this verse has been edited down. What I just referenced as far as seeing this everywhere from your favorite ball player, it now says I can do all things. I can do all things. And you know, that is just like the message of the world. I can do all things. Editing the most important part of the verse out. Now, you might say, Josh, you're being religious. We can use that verse. We know what it is. I just want to contrast. I'm not trying to start a controversy on this, but I want to contrast the true meaning of what Paul wrote from a prison cell when he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Another translation says it this way. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. This is written by a man who's been broken and who has the power, the anointing of God flowing through him. And that is why he can do all things. So I just want to contrast this with modern thought and modern ideas and modern motivation, because we see right now, I can do all things. It's the message of I. Guys, if you've been listening to this show, you know very well that when Adam fell in the garden, when sin entered the world, it was driven by an I. My eyes will be open. I can become like God. You will be able to do this. And it was this message that called out to him and enticed him to step out of alignment with the father's will for his life and pursue something rooted in pride, his own ambition, and ultimately wanting to become like God. And we want to contrast this with what Paul writes, because Paul says, and he's saying this in the days of the Stoics, he's saying this against the backdrop of Greece, 
where we've had the philosophers of the day that he argued with, he debated with. We have Stoicism. And unlike the philosophers who depended only on themselves and taught self-sufficiency, Paul is saying that he is self-sufficient only by the virtue of Jesus Christ who works in him. I can do all things through Christ, not I can do all things, not I am strong enough, not I'm using willpower, not I'm relying on myself. In episodes 20, I broke down the mutation of man. What happened when man sinned? And what happened, guys, was that our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, that soul life within us enlarged. And unfortunately, many men are living out of their soul life. The goal and the alignment for man that God had patterned within us is that our spirit would be governing our soul. Our spirit would be in ascendancy, united with the Holy Spirit, and that is where we live the Christian life from. We don't live it out of our own willpower. You can't muster this up. We can't just hack it. We can't model it. We can't just look at something and try and imitate it without having the true life within us. And if you are a Christian man, you have that true life within your spirit. And this Christian journey is now a process of that outer shell, that soulish realm within us that is that has enlarged that soulish realm within us that has enlarged and taken the place of the spirit, that is supposed to decrease. That is what is being broken in the Apostle Paul. That is what is supposed to be broken in us, brothers, that self-will, that self-drive, self-interest. And we now are called to live our life from another life that's implanted within us. When the Apostle Paul stands in front of everyone, he says, I was with you in weakness to preach and to know Christ crucified. Listen to what he says, guys. He wants to know Christ crucified, the crucified life, the life of a disciple, the life of picking up your cross and dying daily, of gradually decreasing that self-will, that self-life, that solical life, and letting the spirit take control and allowing your spiritual man to rise into ascendancy, governing your life as you walk it out with Jesus Christ. Something is decreasing and something is increasing. Guys, you don't stay neutral. So I'm going to ask you, are you too strong? What is increasing in your life and what is decreasing? John the Baptist says he must increase and I must decrease. Are you increasing? Is yourself increasing or is yourself decreasing? If this doesn't make sense to you, if this message is foreign to you, that you have a self-life, that you have a soulish realm that needs to be broken and needs to decrease as the spirit within you increases in union with God, then I invite you to go back and listen to episode 20, 21, and 22. I talk about the mutation of man. Yes, we have been mutated. We became a different species when we fell in the garden. That perpetuates a cycle. That's the next episode. And then we talk about the true order of man that God designed us to live in, in alignment with him, spirit, soul, and body. And it is God's goal for you that you would prosper in that exact order, spirit, soul, and body. So yes, we are disciplined. Yes, we make choices. Yes, we choose to follow the Lord, but our discipline flows from devotion. It is a lifestyle. It is a relationship of knowing God and walking with him. And if you just have discipline, if you just have grind and you don't have devotion, you end up with a denomination. You end up with a form. You end up with legalism. And this is the message of Paul saying, I did not do this in my own power, in my own will, or in my own strength. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 
Guys, let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.